bragging a little bit. It's okay. Things will pick up here. Uh, and uh, we had a lot to, a lot that happened over the weekend, and, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it. And Matt Wilson joining us now, Our Daily Bears is where you can read his work. And, um, Matt, I take it you're not always out there just desperately trying to break news, but, man, you put a, you put a tweet out, um, and uh, I, I would say, you know, kind of spread very, very quickly. I happen to be out at a Memorial Day event, and suddenly I'm kind of reacting to this, uh, that Steve Rodriguez – had stepped down in his role. I'm reading how you wrote it as the Baylor baseball head coach. And by the way, that ended up being how Baylor presented it as well. So I think you were you were on target there, Matt. Uh, good to have you, by the way, and uh, and congratulations on your uh, on your scoop. Hey, I appreciate it, Matt. I, I'd say my goal most of the time, much like Eli Drinkwitz today, my goal is to not say anything ridiculously stupid. So I don't get yelled at. I'm not I like that. Some breaking news most of the time, but uh, it, this was becoming more and more apparent. I'd say starting about a month, month and a half ago, and uh, just so happened that yesterday was the day. Okay, and so you had been on point here. Uh, the rumblings that had kind of started. Had you, you had some kind of sense, Matt? I don't think you mind talking about this, but that the players there was some, there were some, uh, you know, even earlier in the season that maybe there was some unease and some, uh, and 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 you kind of like you said you decided to to maybe hold off. But I guess when you when you got tipped off that it actually happened, it doesn't sound like you were all that surprised, were you? No, it it it, it had been a situation brewing. I'd say mm, more more intensely since the West Virginia series. I think about a month ago, it, it became pretty apparent that Steve Rodriguez had I don't know if, if lost the locker room is the correct phrase, but it's the closest one that I can come up with right now. You have a situation where it's come out in a couple different places where, you know, roughly 15 or so players were ready to transfer. I'll put it that way. And you pair that with the team losing to Dallas Baptist, getting swept by West Virginia, and then pairing that with the season overall with only one conference series win. It was a rough situation. And uh, I, I think with Mac Rhodes being the performance-minded individual that he is and creating the culture of success within the athletics department, it, it kind of made sense that it happened. I don't know that it was uh, very apparent to me that it was going to happen this quick, but that's what it is. Well, you don't want to leave anybody dangling out there. Uh, and, and so it did something. You needed some closure on this, and, and that's an interesting thing. I had heard – something you know in the exit interviews and now there's always some disgruntled players i mean it would have been fascinating wouldn't it to have seen i i if 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 you had had several departures um the coaching staff if they had have stayed would have out been out there bringing in a bunch of people i mean they probably would have had all kinds of transfers and so uh it would have been fascinating to see but maybe it was time and i think mac wanted to talk to some of these team leaders and see kind of what was uh, 
what was going on, you know, with the with the program. You know, from your standpoint, Matt, did you and you've monitored this thing, the pitching, you know, you had some injuries that had happened. I think there was a case to be made giving Steve another season. What I don't I think this portal thing has sped everything up. If you like for instance, in Auburn, I think that coach in football had lost a bunch of people, but he's got some enormous buyout. College baseball, of course, even though Steve had some years left on his contract, there's not some kind of enormous buyout. So maybe you can move on a little quicker. Um, do you sense? I, I I just think it was about more than the losses. Although, if they're seventeen and seven instead of seven and seventeen in conference, I don't think we're having this conversation today. I I think you're correct. Uh, maybe even slightly better standings within the conference. Maybe, you know, the first five or so teams out of the tournament, maybe this looks different. But you you look at the decision made by I, – I keep drawing parallels between the decision that Coach Aranda made with moving in a totally different direction immediately with his staff. I, I think that's more cultural than just an isolated incident. You look at other decisions made where – you're, you're cutting ties where it looks to be a situation that is degenerating rather than ramping up in terms of quality. And it seems like the individuals in this athletic department are very willing to make a decision rather than letting it draw out. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. And, and, uh, and, and that, that, you know, and, and by the way, the, uh, the, the road, you know, the, the relievers, the fact that they could not get one of those games home, Early, it happened, I think, twice in that early TCU series. It, it it went on for I don't know how many weeks. They finally steadied it a little bit. But this was a coach that had been blessed with some great relievers. And let's not just say he'd been blessed. Let's give him, he and his staff credit for developing some of those guys. But, you know, Jimmy Winston, I mean, I'm, I, I was thinking the other day, I mean, they had three. You go back to Montemayor, um, Montana. I mean, there were some really good pitching, some really good relievers during this seven-year period of time. It was just crazy, wasn't it, Matt, to to get stuck in a situation where you just couldn't find anything that worked. And and I think I think there was, and Steve kept trying and kept plugging away, but it had to be a helpless feeling for him uh, as that was all happening. I think you were exactly correct with the way you phrased that. It, it feels helpless. And when something feels helpless like that, if you know that there are potentially geographically other very close options to lead your program in a different direction or just be a different voice, then that offers other alternatives that are easily accessible, right? And, and I imagine we'll talk about some of the names that will come up mm-hmm. here in the next week or so uh, here pretty soon. But you, you look at recruiting, and recruiting, you know, was fine, but there was a lot of different recruiting decisions made than some other Texas baseball coaches would make. Um, it, it, that plus some of the in-game decisions, and I think that this team just wasn't responding to the level that their talent indicated they should. And at that point, you have to look at the coaching staff. And – it's not a very fun conversation to have all the time, but um, it's a decision that was made by a pretty successful athletic director at this point. 
Yeah, he does. He's earned some credibility. Uh, talking to Matt Wilson from Our Daily Bears about, uh, uh, and you can read. I know y'all have got something coming up, and it's going to be a, um, uh, and I'll let you tout that a little bit, but it's going to be a report. You're going to have a, several names. I've got a few names I'm going to throw out later in the show. Matt, that's a tease. That's why you should be by the dial, you know, as the program unfolds at maybe 440. But it's, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's, and it'll be, won't it be fascinating to see? He goes with a big time assistant in Dave Aranda, goes to DBU for the soccer coach. I mean, people immediately think of that DBU coach, Dan Hefner. Uh, for this job, Dan Hefner's done an unbelievable job at DBU. Baylor was interested in him when they hired Steve. Uh, again, that's not the regime that hired. Uh, that was the previous regime that hired Steve Rodriguez. And so this is Mac. This is going to be his hire. And do you? What's your gut tell you, Matt? The, um, the are you thinking a, a hot assistant from a? From a uh, from an SEC school, I mean, I think it's a really good job, even though recruiting to a private school is tough. I mean, we all know that because again, you're 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 not covering the whole scholarship, and you're bringing them to a place where it's very expensive to go to school. So it takes a creative person. You know, Mitch and Steve did it really, really well for a long time. About the time you were getting out of school at Baylor was uh, the heyday of Baylor baseball uh, with Steve Smith and what he was doing. They had a great team. I believe it was 2012. So you remember some of those days. Now, what is your gut telling you on the direction they go? I'm not saying you have to give me the name, but what type of person um, do you think they're they're looking for to fill this role? Well, I, I think you – really need to hone in on somebody who can recruit Texas, well, specifically to a private school. And, man, wouldn't it be great if there was somebody nearby that had a history with Baylor potentially, was a great recruiter, had past success, and all that success being in Texas for the most part, um, potentially maybe within the Waco area, right? And, and Mitch Thompson being, of course, who we're speaking about there. But if you could go out and – interest to Sean Allen to Texas, potentially, right? A lot of success with Texas and with David Pierce and his staff. Maybe a Greg Anderson at Tennessee. Um, maybe a Scott Berry at Southern Miss, right? And it all kind of depends on what Mac is looking for. But, man, it, it certainly seems like there is a pretty good fit with Mitch Thompson. That's as far as I'm willing to speculate because I, I – Need to talk to a couple more people to understand a little bit more of the ins and outs, but man, it seems like a really good fit right out of the box. Yeah, this is talk radio. Don't be afraid to speculate. Okay, don't don't give me that writerly. Uh, I've got to go talk to. I've got to go think about this and hey, hold up with my thoughts. Because I don't know a whole lot. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. We we um, appreciate you. Uh, being on with us, Matt, and uh, and I, you know, it's never fun. You're a Baylor fan. I'm a Baylor fan. I, we both graduated from Baylor. You hate to see it, especially someone you like. And uh, I think our, a lot of people in our in this program, and especially those in the media, those of us that knew Steve, really liked Steve and and liked a lot of you know. I, and I think he loved it here, and he he grew to love Baylor. But again, it's it's if the AD didn't hire you. 
watch out when things go south a little bit. You know, if the AD does hire you, you're going to, you know, he's going to, it just makes sense. It's like when Jerry Jones drafts all these people or makes a free agent decision or whatever, he's going to give it every chance to get it right. But again, this was not a Mac Rose. Now, that doesn't mean Mac didn't support Steve and want Steve to succeed. I'm just saying there's a, maybe a little bit more of a, uh, uh, I, I think you can cut ties quicker when when somebody yeah. else made the hire. Absolutely, and I I truly do believe this is a situation where there's no genuine ill will between the two gentlemen. That's speculation on my part, but I, I think I speak for a lot of the fan base where we want Steve Rodriguez to go have a great career and continue to be successful. It was just time for a shift in voice or a shift in approach to recruiting however you want to hone in on the different reasons why this didn't work out. I I think both sides want the other to succeed. All right, Matt, it's good to visit with you. I see you out there on social media. Matt is bear. It's an interesting approach to your handle, but uh, (laughs) M-A-T-T-I-S-B-E-A-R. And so I'm sort of glad I've just sort of always known of this Matt is bear and he has interesting stuff on social media, so I kind of always um, enjoy getting to know the actual person behind the uh, Twitter handle. So good stuff, Matt. Appreciate you. And, uh, and by the way, uh, you did not say anything ridiculous, okay? So you, uh, hey, you, uh, that's a win. Yeah, yeah. I promise I will before the day is over. But uh, you did fine. All right, Matt. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, take care. All right, Matt Wilson. Our Daily Bears. And uh, Matt was the first guy to put it out there. And so when someone is the first person to break a story, as an old journalist myself, I like to track them down and give them the proper credit. Uh, All right.